Hi, it's Mike. You're listening on a Saturday. I think you know how this goes. It's the Saturday show, a best of, best of the past week, best of the past almost 10 years, coming up on 10 years, May 5th, 2014's When It All Started. And January 10th, 2017 is when it all seemed to end for Joe Biden as a national political figure. He didn't do anything wrong. It's just that Donald Trump had beaten Barack Obama. The headline was how the onion remade Joe Biden. So I talked to Chad Knackers, head writer of The Onion, about how his quote-unquote news site had always cast Joe Biden as a Camaro-loving dude. And it's just interesting to go back not that long ago and ponder our perception of Joe Biden then and what we thought of Joe Biden now. And the reason we're playing that is the best of interview is that this week I chronicled, as so many in the media did, Joe Biden's announcement that he would be running for president again. Sans Camaro, sans Corvette, sans muscle car of any kind, but with a speech and the ever-present exclamation, I'm serious. And he was. Enjoy. Biden's back, baby. He never went away. He's looking for more at 84, which will be his age, mid-second term. But come on, we all know his age, and we all know the age in which we live, which is one where Donald Trump has the backing of 72% of Republicans. Biden's running, and he's not kidding. It was a discussion at the kitchen table, not a joke. That was from a speech six days ago where he was serious. How in God's name are we letting this happen? I'm serious. Think about it. We did. We weren't allowed not to. It was a tune-up for today's speech, in which he was also serious. But here's my dad. He talked about, you know, everybody deserves to be treated with dignity, with self, recognizing their self-worth. And I mean it sincerely. Not, not, it's not a joke. This is something I feel in my gut, not just my heart my heart. And that speech in front of a union group included the crowd-pleasing riff where Joe Biden names a bunch of jobs. Iron workers, boilermakers, teamsters, laborers, bricklayers, masons, plumbers and pipe fitters, painters, plasters, roofers, operating engineers, steel and metal workers. Data analyst, influencers, which gets us all ramped up for the big announcement video. Take it away, Mr. President. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. I played that out loud, and one Peachfish executive was heard to say, does anyone believe that anymore? And I answered, well, it's a lot better than the American carnage bit. But hell yeah, they believe it. You can get people to believe anything. If you play the right inspirational background music. 
And that's why I am committed to always rescanning every item at CVS. I believe that when they replaced humans with robots that don't work all the time, CVS made a commitment to excellence. I believe that when I swipe, 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 then place the purchase item on a table, and then I'm told that a purchased item on the table has not been recorded. Well, I, I believe that's on me. That's not on them. I love having three quarters of all items from Vaseline to ice cream locked up. And if no one can find the guy with the keys, well, that's progress. That's freedom. I could go on. I've got a list as long as the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, hell, a CVS receipt that says, I love this place. God bless America and God bless 20% off your next purchase of $8 or more of General Mills cereal. Does not include Honey Nut Cheerios. All right, let's list through the great comic characters of our day. Homer Simpson, Joe Bluth, and Tobias Funk. Certainly Selena Meyer from Veep. But I got another one who has something in common with Selena. Joe Biden. Not the actual guy, the Joe Biden of the onion. He likes power cars and power cords. And you know that he rocked a sweet mullet back in the day. Let me give you some recent Joe Biden news. Washington encouraging the group of visitors that he was showing around the Roosevelt Room to fucking hightail it. Vice President Joe Biden was reportedly stopped by Killjoy Secret Service members Tuesday, who moved quickly to shut down his unofficial White House tour. He has also received a lifetime ban from Dave and Buster's. The man who is responsible for the Biden Bible, who has been the keeper of the Biden flame, is Chad Knackers. He is the head writer of The Onion. Hello, Chad. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So before he was vice president, what was Joe Biden's character in The Onion? You know, I think he only made one appearance. I think it was when he was running for president in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't even remember the, the headline. It wasn't really like a a Diamond Joe type, you know, it was like that he was running for political reasons or something like that. <laughs> right. It could have been almost any politician running for political reasons. So nothing specific about the guy he became. You know, he, he didn't really develop as a character even when they were campaigning in 2008. But you kind of got this feeling about him, like, I think it's that shit-eating grin he has. At least it was for me. And there seemed like to be this like spark of something like the first headline we had done was that Biden shows up to inauguration with ponytail, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, and it kind of had this this thing that like he was just like fucking around. That wasn't even an article. It was just what we call skybox where we just have a photo with a headline. What's weird is like in a a traditional comedy format, it's so like it's so opposite, you know, like he doesn't drink in real life. He's kind of he's straight edge. It kind of just kind of got built up. That first full article was, you know, shirtless Biden washes Trans Am in the White House driveway. And I think that that just got kind of backloaded with a lot of uh, just a lot of details of his past, the, the fictional past. So. And it, it kind of combined them, you know, he's digging through and you see like old, like bills that are like five years old, you know, mixed in with packs of Doral cigarettes. And a lot of those details were just things that I remembered from 
high school or something. You know, I, I went to high school with guys who went to Cinderella concerts and mm-hmm. things like that. Molly Hatch really maybe. cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like that stuff was all kind of connected, like the muscle cars with um, hair metal music. And so it seemed like a good fit for him. It's sort of also weird that the real life Joe Biden like drives a Corvette or something. That's an interesting thing where like our fictional Biden has kind of converged at times. And even how he's covered in the media, it seems like, you know, there's the kind of Uncle Joe coverage of him. So there have been moments where the fiction kind of converges. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused, you know, Wooderson. Maybe he's hanging around the high school two years later. All right, all right. Right. (laughs) He he sort of is in a way because he was in the Senate like 73 or something like that. So he's been been around forever. So it's like he's still hanging out. So how do you know this milieu if we describe it as – like what a 17-year-old would think it's would think is cool if the 17-year-old were 17 in 1986. I graduated from high school in like 1991, so I, I lived through this. I have a my mom found an old picture of me the other day that I was holding up a twisted sister uh concert tee. Yeah. That uh I didn't go to the show, but my cuz I was a little bit young, but my mom worked at a uh middle school and like one of the students went and picked me up a shirt. Wow. And I also was hooked up with all these like terrible metal bands, you know, dubbed cassettes like Crocus and and things like that that are they're pretty deep cuts. So Autograph you know, I, Slayer. Oh, Slayer's yeah. maybe a little well known from this. Yeah, I remember we are I think the exact same age. And I remember that milieu. And I also remember that when you grew up in that age, not only did you have to insist that rat was more than a one-hit wonder, or even a one-hit wonder. You had to say, and they're better than this, like, I don't know what you call this crappy music by Prince. I, I think I always had a soft spot for Prince, but in the Midwest, so I can appreciate him. You know, there's just a lot of dudes with jean jackets that had used a marker and drawn, like, the Def Leppard logo sure. as best they could on the back of it, and they wore that jacket every single day in class. So I, I, you know, and I, I sat around those kids, you know, maybe I had some things in common with them. In your high school, what was the nickname for that group? I think we would call them the dirt bags. I think we had the dirt, the dirt balls. Uh-huh. At one point, maybe it was the dirties or something too. <laughs> we were trying to get new ones, you know, I don't know if they all took. Would you, do you remember an argument you may have had with the, with the staff or staffers with each other where your one was saying, no, I think our Biden would do this. And the other would say, no, I don't think our Biden would do that. I, I think like the original headline for the Trans Am was, I think he like crashed it into the White House. But then we were like, we should like kind of dial it back and it makes more of a world if he's doing something a little more mundane, like washing his car. Right. And that's also and in that, the great... Actually- I was going to say that's also in great keeping with uh, the Onions Gestalt, where the great headlines are, you know, dude on couch thinks you care about his fantasy football team. I mean, you guys are exquisite cultivators of the mundane. Yeah. And, and, and that's a kind of the thing about like other characters might go into like more of a fantasy element sometimes. And it'll be like Obama will do things that he'll be meeting with drones, you know, like they'll come to his door and that, like it's an animal or something. But Biden is solidly in our world. There's no like crazy flights of fancy with him. It's just he's just navigating this this regular place. And then it's kind of amped up as you paint this guy 
with his love of Trans Am and Milwaukee's best and the bands he likes, it must have struck you that Joe Biden, the Onion's Joe Biden, is in every way a Trump voter, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like he has a, a pretty big heart, so I just have a hard time believing that like he's in this realm. I know, but I mean, this is the Trump voter where we in the elite media, and I've I, I've never met you in real life, but I've seen pictures of you, and you're a shaggy-haired dude, but you know, you're in the elite media, the Onion, that we're not supposed to understand the 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 hard work and hard scrabble former machinist, and I think these are all guys he went to high school with, and maybe they don't hate anyone, but there's something about Trump's appeal that speaks to a guy exactly like, almost every guy exactly like Joe Biden. Maybe it's it's so hard to kind of divorce myself from what he actually is, but I guess I guess it's kind of true. Like you know, maybe you know he would be concerned about new factory jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and political correctness. He definitely doesn't like political correctness. Yeah, I know it's a tough one. You don't want to think you don't want to think it's true, but you probably don't want to think this true about relatives you have too, right? Yeah, well, and and sometimes relatives inspire parts of Biden too. Is there any evidence that actual real-life Joe Biden knows and acknowledges the character he's become in your pages? I mean, he did. we did a, a Reddit AMA, and he replied to that, uh-huh. or he did, did on Twitter, you know, because he said that he drove, he drove a Corvette and not that. And I think we replied that Diamond Joe would never drive such a piece of shit, you know, Chevy. Rumor has it that, that they have some framed pictures of some of these articles, in the office. Oh my God. I, I cannot confirm it. Oh my it God. makes me very happy to think that. I, I, I've actually seen a couple articles where he was, he was aware of it. You know, we invited, we had a party in DC after the White House correspondence dinner, invited him. It was a, a party for Joe Biden and he decided not to come. Oh. I think he went to the Vanity Fair party or something. Of course he did. Because as much as he talks about his Scranton roots, this is what a society swell chooses to do with his free time. Yeah, and we had an ice sculpture of one of the articles where he jumps a motorcycle over the Lincoln Memorial. And so it was like him flashing the, the devil sign, you know, on top of a motorcycle. Beautiful ice sculpture. We, somehow we got like one of the best ice sculptors in the world, happened to be free, and made that for us. And it looked beautiful. Yeah. When, when he was given the uh, task of solving cancer, the moonshot with cancer, did the onion touch that? You know, we didn't, and actually we held off on, when his son passed away, yeah. we we actually held off probably for about three or four months from doing any Biden articles. Yeah. We don't really want ever try to like touch on any, because he's had a pretty hard life. He's had some real tragedies. So, you know, we try to like kind of steer clear of that stuff. And like, if he's talking about a tragedy in his life, it's like, the cops snagging his weed or something, you know, it's not, it's nothing too serious, you know? Yeah. So on January 21st, or maybe, you know, you'll have one or two articles to reflect. Do you think he'll, he'll recede? Your Joe Biden will recede into the pages of history? That you're going to get a pretty heavy dose of Biden uh, in the last week or so. We got a lot of stuff planned. I think some of it will be kind of touching. There's always a possibility that I, I mean, when when they were talking about him as Secretary of State for a moment for the Clinton administration, I was like, ooh, that could be fun. Um, but in a way, it's like it might be best just to be like, let him have his his eight years and then he goes off in the sunset. 
Now, with the incoming administration, I'm sure people have asked you time and again, how do you satirize a guy like Trump, who's his own self-satire? But my question is Pence. What do you do with Pence? I think there's a lot of, I think Pence has a lot of potential. Um, I agree. I think his Christian right leanings can can be pretty fun. Yeah. I like the fact that Pence just seems like he's so serious. And I think there can be fun with that, you know, where it's just like, he, he seems like he just doesn't want to have fun or enjoy life whatsoever when you look at him. So um, that could be a pretty deep well. And and so on the idea of Trump, I mean, the one thing is I sense that the onion is not going to turn him goofy. You're not going to satirize him to the point where uh, like the late night comedians will make him seem slightly stupider than he is. That's not going to be your attack because as I sense it, that's your version of what would be normalizing him, turning him into a regular political boob. Yeah, and and also like we we've said it time and time again, it's like it's hard to be hyperbolic with someone who just only speaks in hyperbolic statements, you know. And like what we sort of did over over the election was like kind of tap into like this this sadder side, because because you know it's got to be two sided. That like if he has such low self esteem that he he needs this constant validation and admiration, yeah. that there's another side to that. That is this loneliness, and and I think that's what we kind of got into. But yeah, he's tricky because there's a really fine line if you want to play with like the fact that he basically seems mentally ill. That that's kind of offensive to mental illness and people with mental illness. You know, it's kind of almost making light of that. So it's not a punchline. Chad Knackers is the head writer of The Onion. Uh, it's it's all those articles that you see your aunt forwarding you that you have to tell her isn't real. Chad, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. And that's it for The Saturday Show. It was produced by Corey Wara, the producer, and Joel Patterson, the senior producer. And I will talk to you on Monday.